Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Bite Size Nutrition Podcast. I am Jillian. And before we hop into today's episode, which is, it's a topic I have a lot of thoughts and feelings about, and I'm sure you do too. But before we hop in, I wanted to give a couple of updates. One is if you are interested in one-on-one nutrition and mindset coaching, I have a couple of spots open for April. And so if you are listening to this in real time, that is April, 2022. I don't know, maybe you're listening to this in you know, March of 2039, which would be freaking awesome. But if you are interested in one-on-one coaching, let's set up a concept call so we can chat and discuss your goals, discuss what your struggles are. And I'll share a little bit with you about how coaching with me works and we can see how that fits your needs. So you'll be able to find a link to schedule a call at your leisure in the show notes or head over to Instagram. You can, it, my Instagram is bite size nutri and DM me the words coaching call. And that way I'll just go ahead and send you over the calendar link so that you can find a time that fits your schedule yourself. Also, second update, very exciting. I finally named the upcoming group course. So I had all of the curriculum ready, all of the content, the name escaped me, and it is The Confident Eater. And that is because in this course, you are going to leave feeling confident, you're going to leave being consistent in your nutrition, and you're going to work through, through the course, you're going to work through a guided process that includes nutrition education, mindful eating practices, mindset coaching, and you're going to learn some time management so that you can actually build true confidence in your abilities to eat in accordance with your goals and do that consistently, no matter what life throws at you, including like stressful times, vacations, all of that stuff. So I'm going to be opening up spots for the Confident Eater group course mid-April. And if you're interested in learning more about that, go ahead and DM me the word confident. This is just so I know exactly what you're interested in, or you can just say hi. We can chat from there. But let's hop into today's topic. And lately, I've been doing a lot of thinking just about how absolutely incredible our bodies are and how brilliant it is that they do all of these things that we just don't even think about all of these unseen little things, our bodies are constantly working for us in the background, right? But this thought, this this awe and wonder about my body is totally new for me because for most of my life, I really hated my body, felt super uncomfortable in it. I, I blamed it for everything. I blamed my body for boys not liking me, why I didn't get the attention I wanted, why I wasn't as happy as I thought I could be. When something good in my life happened, it never was thanks to my body. But if something bad happened, the reason I had in my head was because I wasn't pretty enough. I wasn't skinny enough. I wasn't fit enough. It was always my freaking body's fault. And I know this is something that I'm not alone in. Over the last six years, I have worked with hundreds of women and talked to so many people that feel similarly, both men and women. Our bodies feel like the reason for so many of our problems, but really they're not. And if you listen to some of the mini episodes that I've done, and I ha- there is a, an upcoming episode of how to separate fact from feeling, which is going to be really interesting for you to listen to. So it is going to be the next episode that comes out if you're listening to this in real time. So hold up for that. And you should know that it is, we are emotional beings. So it's really hard for us to actually be rational, even when we believe, oh, I'm thinking totally rationally. We're actually not. We're being quite biased in our thinking and we're usually quite emotional. And that's especially when what we're thinking about is something that's really important to us. 
And the reality is, is from the moment we're actually aware of what it's like to live in our body and that our body really exists, our bodies become a topic of conversation. If you're a millennial like me, I think millennials are from 1980, born between 1980 and 1990, I think. So if you're a millennial or even if you're not, you are probably bombarded by body talk and pressure around what your body should look like through the most vulnerable years of your life. Puberty, our bodies start doing all of these crazy things that don't make a lot of sense. Like some of us get boobs sooner, some of us get boobs later, some of us gain weight, some get acne, some of us get periods earlier or later. There's all of these crazy things happening with our bodies and our bodies just seem to be this like huge part of our lives. And many of the women I've talked to started dieting or focus on what, focusing on what their bodies looked like even before puberty. I've had conversations with individuals who started trying to change their bodies as early as like six or seven years old. And that means that for the vast majority of our lives, and definitely by now, I imagine that you're an adult as you're listening to this, we've been led to believe that our bodies in some way need to be changed in some way. They're not okay. And then there's the individuals who grew up naturally in bodies that fit the typical beauty standard. And those of us who don't have those bodies might believe that those people are the lucky ones. They're the naturally beautiful. But that in itself comes with a completely different type of pressure. What happens if their bodies deviate from that standard? What does that say about their worth? Think about it like this. Someone that maybe just has this naturally you know, societally appreciated body that they're always told they're attractive. What happens if they're disfigured in a fire or if they have a medical condition and gain a bunch of weight, if their entire worth is based on what they look like, then what happens? And the problem is, is that body image doesn't actually have anything to do with what our bodies actually look like it. And this is something that I learned not, a, not that long ago, a couple of years ago, I really started to dig into this. And body image has so much more to do with how we feel about our bodies, how we see them and how we act towards them and how we think about our bodies. And so since body image has not a whole lot to do with what our bodies actually look like, that means that all the diets or workout programs in the world aren't going to fix our negative body image problems. And the thing is, that's the, the story that we've been told for years is that, okay, well, if you change your body, you change your body image. And for some people, that's the case. For some people, maybe you, you know, you start working out or maybe you get, you lose some weight and you start feeling better about your body. But the thing is, is that that ends up being contingent on your body looking a certain way. So it's really not positive body image at all. And so, you know, that in general on the podcast that I talk about or on my podcast, I don't like to dwell on the problem and for better or worse, this is cause problems in my personal life, my instinct is to always look for solutions. But I want to make it really, really clear is that it's not our bodies that are the problem in this case. It's how we think about, feel, act, and perceive our bodies. And this means that you don't actually need to change your body to change your body image. That also means that creating a better body image takes more work than just like not eating carbs or doing an extra workout or wearing a different size pants. And so on the personal side, I've been in a much larger body than I have now. And I've also been in a much smaller body than I have now. And honestly, in neither of those size bodies, did I actually feel as at home in my body as I do in this moment. And I spent so much time, God, I spent so much time believing that it was my body that was the problem. 
And that doesn't mean that even now that I've realized that my body isn't the problem. That doesn't mean that sometimes those thoughts don't pop up. If I'm feeling down, if I'm feeling stressed, if I'm feeling overwhelmed, sometimes I just like don't sleep well and I wake up and I just have a shitty body image day. And that's normal because even if you have a positive body image, it doesn't mean you're going to look in the mirror every day and be like, oh my gosh, I love my body. It's so amazing. And as I said, it's, it's, it fluctuates, right? And it's normal that it fluctuates. Like I said, I don't, it doesn't mean now that I have a a more positive body image, it doesn't mean that I don't have days or even weeks where I'm like, oh, I do not like my body right now. And it doesn't mean that I never wish it looked differently. It means that when I do have those days or those times, I know that those times will pass. And also I know that it's not actually my body that is causing those issues. And then the great thing is, is I also know that I can take actions that show myself kindness and compassion instead of digging myself deeper into this like body hate quicksand. And honestly, so I really, I, I'm, I love tooting my own horn when it comes to analogies. Analogies are my favorite, but I really like this analogy because if you think about it, the more you try to dig yourself out of hating your body, usually it's like by going on a diet or, you know, buying new clothes or wearing more makeup or, you know, or doing something that feels validating. Right. So maybe it's like taking selfies with Instagram filters and having people like your photos, but often that actually just contributes to feeling worse about your body. Think about it like this, is that if you are adding in more workouts because you think that more workouts are going to help you feel better about your body, you're actually going to just end up stuck in this cycle of constantly trying to change it and reinforcing this idea that your body is a problem rather than being like, I work out because I want to treat my body with kindness and I enjoy my workouts. And so it's, I know it's hard to get out of, but we're going to talk a little bit about hopefully some things that can be helpful for you. And so cultivating a more positive body image, I just want to be clear with this, is that it doesn't mean that you love what you look like all the time. It means that your worth is no longer tied to what your body looks like, the weight on the scale or the size pants you wear. And a positive body image, in my opinion, is not my body is a good body. It's my body is a body and I am good regardless of what my body looks like. And I want you to think for a second about anyone that you love. You don't always think that that person is the most amazing person in the world. You love them and you want to care for them and you appreciate them, but some days they piss you off. Maybe even some weeks you're like, oh, I'm so annoyed of that person, but you still love them, right? You still want the best for them. And this is what it looks like to love your body. It's not always just like, oh my God, my body is a queen. She's so beautiful. (laughs) Sorry. I don't know where that came from. But it looks like caring for your body and appreciating her, even though you know that some days you're not going to feel incredibly beautiful or some days are going to feel a lot harder than others. Even when you do love your body, you might have some days where you feel fat or some days you're just like, I'm having a horrible hair day and I absolutely hate it. But the difference is, is that knowing these things are fleeting and that there are many reasons why you feel this way. It's not your body's fault that you don't feel great about your body. It's how you're thinking about her. And there are so many things that contribute to this. Things like stress, lack of sleep, loneliness, all of these things can cause more negative body thoughts, but that doesn't mean your body is to blame. I want you to remember that. 
And to be really clear on where I stand here, I believe that you can have body composition goals and still be fine and accept your body as it is now. And there are a lot of camps on this different field. There are some very anti-diet, anti-intentional weight loss people, and they believe that if you love your body or accept your body, you can't also want to change the way that it looks. And I disagree. I think that there's the difference is the intention. And so you can want to change your body from a place of love and care. So for example, this is my body. It's fine. Now I accept it. I appreciate my body for all it does for me. And also I would like to work towards a fat loss goal. And you can know that life won't be better because your body is different. Once you lose body fat, life may be better because maybe you're paying more attention to your self-care. Maybe you're cooking more for yourself. Maybe you're making the effort to move your body more. Maybe you're um, paying more attention to your sleep. And those are the reasons why you're going to feel better about yourself overall. But it's not just because your body is going to look different. And so you can invest time and energy into eating balanced meals, practicing more healthful behaviors around sleep, stress management, mindful eating, et cetera, et cetera. And you may end up with some body changes. Or you can fight your body from this place of hate or disdain, believing that you're going to magically all of a sudden feel totally different when the scale changes. And in many cases, your body and your mind is going to fight back. You might end up with the same results. So you may be able to hate yourself into a different size body. And so physically, you're going to have the same result as if you treat yourself with care, you eat balanced meals, you eat mindfully, you sleep well, you exercise in a way that you enjoy, et cetera, et cetera. You could end up with exactly the same physical results, but mentally it's going to continue to feel like a fight. And this is a really hard pill to swallow because we are so convinced that when our bodies look different, we are going to feel differently about our bodies. But intention is so important here. And you know this because you've probably been on the battlefield for a while. I was on this battlefield for so long, so long. And I, so with that, you know that we always have actionable tips here. And there's so many actionable tips to start cultivating a better relationship with your body and so many ways to start actually appreciating and caring and, and accepting your body. But here are just a few that I found really, really powerful for myself and for my clients. So here we go. The first one is to start practicing acts of kindness towards yourself. Think about how can I show my body I care for it even before I actually feel better about it. And so that might look like cooking more for yourself, but for some people that might look like actually giving yourself a break from perfectly portioned out or quote unquote, perfect meals. It may for some people look like eating more vegetables. And for other people that might look like ordering a pizza. It might look like taking more walks or getting more sleep. I've had clients that have shown their bodies kindness by giving themselves a little massage when they put on lotion after a shower or even just thanking their bodies after finishing a hard workout or getting through a tough day. And a really big act of kindness here, and this one is so powerful and is one that I had to really kind of wrap my head around because I really don't like buying new clothes. It's just it's something that I have a really big block against. I don't like, I don't like fast fashion. I don't like, I try to kind of stay away from consumerism as much as I can. So I like to buy a lot of secondhand clothes. And but a big, a big body kindness act is wearing clothes that fit. And I can tell you how much more 
relaxed I feel about myself, how much better I feel in my body when I'm wearing jeans that actually feel comfortable and give me room to breathe and how much more aware of my body I am when I am wearing jeans that squeeze my belly. Personally, my body kindness acts, they started out And this was like the very beginning when I was like, this is clearly not working. I feel terrible about myself, even though at that point I was at the leanest I'd ever been. And so my body kindness act started by intentionally complimenting myself in the mirror. I would notice that my mind would go into this negative self-talk and I would intentionally replace it with something positive. For example, if I started to think about the cellulite on my butt, I would intentionally direct my attention to how much I liked my hair or how strong my shoulders looked. And this helped break the habit of always looking for what I hated in the mirror. And it helped create the habit of seeing myself in a more positive light. The second thing that can have a really big impact impact on, on your body image is to include more diversity in what you see and hear about daily. And you may have found me on social media and you probably follow many other women or many other people that you consider to be role models or quote unquote body goals or something like that on social media. And I want to ask you how many of those women have bodies that look very similar to each other? How many of them, when you look at them, make you feel less than, or you start comparing yourself to what they look like? I want you to start using the unfollow or mute option on Instagram or whatever social media you use. And I'd also like to ask you to intentionally start following more diverse bodies. I'm linking in the show notes. I've made a little body image guide. And this was for a workshop that I did that I'm considering doing this workshop again because I think it was really powerful. Um, But I've linked a body image guide that can actually guide you through some journal prompts. It can give you a process of how to curate your feet a little bit better. So please make sure that you give that a download because I think it can be very, very helpful. It's been really, really helpful for some of my clients and also the women that were in the workshop when I did it. And also this body diversity can show up in conversations that you have as well. Think about what type of body talk you have with your friends or what you, what words you hear your family using, what phrases can you start diversifying the conversations or can you start leading the talk away from bodies and onto just different, more interesting topics. And honestly, you might be totally surprised to hear how many of your friends are also completely sick of talking about their bodies or other people's bodies all the time. And also, I want you to be okay with creating boundaries around what you're willing to listen to. On a personal note, I set a boundary with my father a few years back in which I asked him to refrain from making comments about what I ate or what my body looked like. I definitely had to repeat that over and over and over. And occasionally I still have to remind him. But overall, my family time and my personal body image while I am with my family has improved so much. And it's improved the quality of my relationship with my family because I don't feel on guard when it comes to my body so much. The third piece of actionable information is this is and this is really important because you may notice that you that you focus on your body more and you're down on your body more when other things in your life aren't going that well or when you are very focused on things that aren't necessarily lighting you up. So the third piece of actionable advice is to do more things that light you up. And if all you're doing is like working, taking care of others, or checking things off your to-do list, you might feel drained. You might feel frustrated. You might feel uneasy. And that very often carries over to focusing on your body. Maybe you've noticed that when you're happy and enjoying life in general, that you spend way less time thinking about what you look like. 
pay attention to the ebbs and flows of these thoughts. For me personally, this was huge because I realized that there were certain stressors that had absolutely nothing to do with my body, but they were triggers for me to feel shitty about my body. And starting to focus more on activities and people I love means that I spend less time picking myself apart and more time enjoying the things that my body allows me to do. And the last piece of actionable information, and this is, there are so many reasons for this, and we can maybe dig into them on another podcast at some point, but get some sleep and eat food that nourishes you. I I can tell you from personal experience and also from talking to my clients, many times I'll have a conversation with a client. And they're like, oh, I had a really bad body image day. I noticed that these thoughts popped up. And what we realized is they just had a really bad night's sleep. They woke up exhausted. They didn't sleep very well. Maybe it was coupled with eating like a really big meal before bed. And so they not only woke up feeling kind of crappy about eating a huge meal before bed, but they also didn't sleep very well. And so eating nourishing food can be an incredible way of stabilizing mood. Getting sleep is an incredible way to stabilize mood and also help you just be a bit more conscious and aware about your decisions. And when it comes to food, honestly, I believe that you can enjoy all foods. But if you realize that maybe you like haven't eaten a vegetable in a week or your meals are all over the place and you're eating like, you know, maybe you're not eating for eight hours, you eat breakfast and then you don't eat until dinner time, and then you feel bad about it. Like that can definitely affect your mood. And it, that can also affect the way that you feel about your body. Eating balanced meals feels really freaking good. You can trust me. You can trust my clients. And with that, I just want to let you know that there are many other things that you can do to start working on improving the relationship with your body. There are many professionals out there that have a ton of experience to help you on this road as well. These are just a few of the many tips that I found really helpful for myself personally and have been really, really helpful for my clients as they find a new appreciation for the vessel that carries them around all day and throughout their lives. And I just want you to stop and think for a second about how incredible is it that your body keeps you alive? And I want to leave you with something that has been really, really important for me over the last few years. And it has become like my body image mantra. And I come back to this all the time. I actually have it on a post-it note behind my computer. And that is my body is the least interesting thing about me. And it is, I want you to think about how much you have to offer the world. You do not only have to offer the world, your body, even if for some reason you believe that to be true. Maybe you live in a very hyper image focused culture or society or environment. Your body is the least interesting thing about you. I promise. With that, I really hope you've enjoyed this episode. This has been I really enjoyed recording this one. Please make sure to send me a message on Instagram. If you have enjoyed this, if you haven't go ahead and share it with anyone. If you, if you think that anyone in your life really needs to hear this, give it a share with friends or family, give it a share on social media, and please make sure to tag me when you do that. I love getting your feedback on these episodes. That is so incredible. It feels so good to do that. And I hope that you are having an incredible week or day life. Um, and remember if you want to know any more about the confident eater course or one-on-one coaching, go ahead and shoot me a Instagram message. My Instagram is bite size nutri and make sure to download the body image guide in the show notes, because that is going to be an incredible way to accompany what you have just learned here. So with that, I will see you again next time.